we're going to do this. Are we going to do this, Jim? Let's do it. But uh, do we have I'm backup sure plans for if we need to sell all of our possessions and go into hiding? Is there a witness protection program for people who talk about this? So let's let's get this out in the open right now, which is you have been asking me to do this for a long time, and I keep kicking the can down the road because I, yes. I just I know what's going to happen. We have a list going here of topics and just at the top for months has been this question. And so every time we sit down, I say, here's one of the things we could talk about. And you go, you say, yeah, I'm not next. ready yet. We'll talk about that next time. <laughs> yeah, this one's a tough one. So what we're going to talk about today is the myth of the wet blower. There it is. So I can, I can feel the internet catching fire around me. So the wet blower is that guy where it's that guy who just, he's just a wetter blower, Jim. So yeah, whenever he yeah. touches his bagpipe, all his air is wetter than your air. And so all of his air inside, or is it, does he have more spit? Is that it? But anyway, his, all of his air is different than everyone else's air. And it causes his bagpipe to get totally soaked with moisture, no matter what he touches. Yeah. And just like immediately too. It's like, ah, forget it. For, forget about trying to stay con consistent with that guy over there at that end of the circle. Cause yes. you know, within a few seconds, he's just dripping wet over there. Absolutely. And so here's the thing about that is there are, I would say most bagpipers in the world. Okay. And most of the best bagpipers in the world believe in this, that some mm -hmm. people blow wetter and drier than others. And then let's just get it out of the way off the top. I am highly skeptical that there's such a thing as a significantly wetter or drier blower. I'm a major skeptic. And here's the next thing I'll say before we continue. I just want to make sure that everybody knows this disclaimers ahead of time. If I ever see the data that it's clearly true that there's such a thing as significantly wetter and drier blowers. Like if you ever show me the real data, I'll, I'm, I will, I'm definitely going to change my view on this and I'm going to go with it. But for now I remain a wet versus dry blower skeptic. So let me give you something to push against here, Andrew. Yeah, what if I'm going to happen? If we I've, might as well just, we might as well just dive in. Let's say I'm a student here. I am uh -huh. playing doo doo. -doo. And there's drool, there's spit coming down the side of my blowpipe on the outside, right? Like yeah. on the outside of my blowpipe. I'm something about playing bagpipes makes me salivate. Yeah. And then next to me is another student who's playing and there's no drool coming down the edge of their chanter. Yeah. The air that's coming from spitty, sp spitty student to the chanter read versus the air coming from non spitty student to the read. Is the air, does the air carry more moisture in the one versus the other? Does saliva come from, does saliva come from condensation in your mouth or somewhere else? Right. So I if think I sit here going. Saliva comes from glands, doesn't it? So let's yeah. get one thing out of the way. I think it's a great thing. So moisture inside your bagpipes is not spit. Okay. But see, that's, we, it feels that way. Right. It yeah. feels that way. Right. Cause like I'm blowing Even in my if, blowpipe and I turn it and stuff drips out. It's like, Oh, you know, look at all that. Right. 
Yes, and it does. And it might even be possible, and it certainly seems likely for some beginners who are brand new, maybe some saliva does get down in there. That's something that will go away with more practice and experience, okay? But all of that moisture is not spit. It is, wait for it, condensation, okay? So all of the moisture that you have on your in your pipes is caused by condensation. And by all, maybe not absolutely all, but the vast majority. And it, it would beg the question, right? It's like, how would spit get from your mouth down through the blowpipe and then magically then back up onto your, the surfaces of your drone reeds, mm -hmm. right? Like that would be the most devastating place to accumulate moisture inside your pipes would be on those drone reeds. But how does your spit get there? Yeah, no, you think about the path that's going to take down your yeah. pipe into your bag. How's it going to climb up around and into the stock? Exactly. It's, it's not spit, it's condensation, okay? And then you can ask, you can go into the science of condensation, but it's, the basics are pretty straightforward. What happens inside your pipes is the same thing that happens on the outside of a glass of lemonade on a really hot, humid day. What happens on mm -hmm. the outside of a glass of lemonade on a really hot and humid day? You get those beads of condensation, sometimes so much that the condensation forms droplets that start to run down the side of the glass, right? Now, is that spit? Did you spit all over your lemonade glass? No, it's not spit, right? That's just condensation. The because the surface of the glass is very cold, it will actually, due to hashtag science, it'll actually extract moisture out of the humid air and it'll extract it and condense it into liquid form on those cold surfaces. And I would don't want to go into all the details because I'd probably get a bunch of the details wrong, but that's the basics of how condensation works, right? So inside your bagpipe, just a quick tour of what's really happening is you're blowing extremely hot, humid air into your bagpipe, right? And then relative to that really hot, humid air, some of the surfaces inside your bagpipes, because they're colder, okay, are extracting droplets from that hot, humid air in, in, into liquid form on the surfaces. And your drone reeds would be one of those cold surfaces. If it's a really cold external environment, condensational form on the insides of your stocks and even on the inside of your bag and on your reed as well. Okay. So that's the Any basics of, of what's going. A, you go play a winter funeral. You see it pretty darn quickly. Yeah. And it's one of the most frustrating things. Yep. Winter funeral would be a great example. How long does it take for condensation to form? It's almost instant how yeah. soon it forms. But then here's another really fun one. Here's another really fun one. So if what I'm saying is true, then there must be a point where everything is stable and no condensation will ever form. And that actually happens to be true. So the air that comes out of your breath, let's just call it for ease of math, 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. It's actually maybe 98.6 and maybe there's some heat loss there. So maybe it's ever so slightly less. And then the saturation of the air that comes out of your, that comes out of your lungs is basically 100% humid air. Okay. Based on some extensive Googling. Now the wet versus dry argument is that some people have significantly less humid air coming out of their lungs, stuff like that. Yikes. Okay. But anyway, interestingly, if you play your pipes in an environment with no direct sunlight, so let's say it's in the shade or it's cloudy and it's a hundred degrees outside and it's extremely humid outside how much condensation forms when you play your pipes? And the answer is condensation will never form 
in that environment. Condensation will never form inside your pipes. You could literally play for hours and hours without any condensation forming. And by the way, you'll hardly ever need to do any tuning <laughs> once your bagpipes mm. are in tune. They're basically going to stay in tune in that environment. And we actually know that's true because the, those conditions that I'm describing, we call it the Glasgow Lands effect because the Glasgow Lands games in mid-July in Northampton, Massachusetts, for whatever reason, always seems to be exactly those conditions. And the pipes are always just magical on those days. And you never have to worry about condensation. It's really great. I'm but glad you have to have a place like that exists because yeah. I was thinking to myself that the best way to test your theory would be to get Miss Frizzle to shrink a piper down to a tiny size yes. and then go inside somebody's lungs and play your pipes inside of a living human's lungs. And then we could see that's the perfect environment. So I recently had a friend who, I don't know why you would keep a breathalyzer device in your trunk. Okay. <laughs> but this friend had one in his trunk. You don't trunk. have one in your... And we were talking about this. And then I was like, I think the air that you expel out of your lungs is 100% humid. And he was like, no, I don't think so, man. I was like, I think he's because I have this breathalyzer in my trunk for some reason. And it's not when I do that. So he took when it out I and do he that. blew... And he does it regularly enough that he knows. I, I don't know. Yeah. I just, but anyway, so he blew into the breathalyzer and sure enough, the, sure enough, the breathalyzer read like 60 to 70% humidity with the breath. And I was like, oh mm. crap, mm. change everything. But then I asked him to do it and just hold his mouth around the breathalyzer and not take his mouth off after he blew. And then sure enough, when he did that. It gave it long enough to take the sample and it was like 100% humidity. There. Oh, I see. It took his mouth off too soon and it, stuff could wick out, as it were, right. before the computer thing inside could do the reading. And there was probably, the computer was probably reading a mixture of the humidity from his lungs and the humidity from the air. Probably. Gotcha. So like, and then maybe that's a thing. So maybe part of the wet versus dry thing could be, I don't know, the mixture of outside air that's getting in addition to the air mm. from your lungs or something like that. I feel like there's more of an argument for that potentially with a practice chanter, but way less so when you have a bag, just because the yeah. flapper valve and everything, like it, it becomes an enclosed system. That's right. So once the, once it passes the flapper valve, it's basically it a closed system. Off, yeah. Yeah. And the only thing that's getting by the flapper valve is direct air from your lungs. Yeah. There's no, yeah. there's, you can't, you wouldn't be able to mix any outside air into that. But anyway, we're already getting too far in the weeds. So the air that you breathe is a hundred, just even for, just to make your theory, we're theorizing that the air that comes out of your lungs is a hundred percent humid. But anyway, that's what you're dealing with. So when you get condensation on the inside of your pipes, what you're dealing with is surfaces on the inside of your pipes that have dropped below the dew point of the ambient conditions inside the bag. And you can look at, you could go nerdy and look at dew point charts and everything like that. And, but you'd have to, as your bagpipe changes, that's, what's going to form the condensation. So what are some things that might cause more condensation to form in Jim's pipes versus my pipes? Oh yeah. Here's the other thing that really makes me skeptical about the wet versus dry blower thing is when I played in the SFU pipe band as a younger man, lad. I was notoriously a super wet blower. That was like my, that was like my identity in the band. I was like wet blower dude. And then 
playing in a pipe section in Vareri now that I'm older, excessive moisture is not a huge issue. Hmm. So what's changed? Do you become less of a wet blower as you age? Uh, you just or, dry out. Or do you just dry out? <laughs> Maybe I'm just yeah. getting dry. But yeah, so what's changed? That makes me skeptical too, because I know that at different points in my life, I've been a wet blower. And then at some points in my life, I've been a little bit more dry. So what's changed? Now, maybe my mm. body's changed, but let me ask it. Let me pose a different hypothesis. Has my body just changed or have, has my approach to playing the bagpipes changed? Mm. Okay. So. What are some things that you could change with your approach that might influence how much moisture accumulates inside the bag? Let's start with the obvious one. If I overplayed my pipes yesterday, will that impact how much moisture I'm going to get in my pipes today? Answer is yes, by the way, Jim. I don't know if you just fell asleep there for a second. Or oh, I'm just, I was pretending like my, like the connection had frozen my image, so I didn't have to risk giving the wrong answer. Right. Just pretending like I'm frozen for a moment. So, so where I was going with that is, especially if you're playing a hide bag, but even if you're playing a synthetic bag, if you overplay the day before and don't do adequate drying and storage technique in between, and then you attempt to play your pipes the next day, is that going to influence how much condensation is going to form inside your bag the next day? And the answer is definitely it is going to influence, right? So if definitely, if you overplay the day before and now you play the next day, it's going to be like a big difference, right? So can you think of anyone in your band that just has terrible habits and also tends to have moisture problems all the time? It's the kids, dude. And the thing too, is that I don't know if you meant to hop past what you said there about proper, like drying, et cetera, in between sessions, but that was me as a kid too, playing pipes. I didn't care. Everything was plugged in. I'd blow it up, play for all afternoon. Cause I was a kid. I had no other responsibilities, have lots of fun, throw it in a pile in the corner and pick it up the next day. And mm -hmm. that's where not only problems with moisture, but problems with mold growing on reeds and stuff like that. That's when that, all of that was happening. And as I got older, right. I started to care a little more <laughs> and yeah. my pipes get dried out between playing sessions now. And by the way, over drying could have the opposite effect as well. So now mm. I just radically over dry. I leave my pipes out in the super dry air all night to make sure they get super dry. Well, the next day. If you're doing that in relative to the other people that you play with, you're way too dry. That's going to have ramifications as well. Maybe they'll be forming mm. moisture long before you ever do. But as we discussed in previous episodes or maybe upcoming episode, depending on when they come out, moisture affects stability of your channel read pitch considerably. So it starts to get kind of interesting, right? So anyway, how much is the, how often is the person we think is a wet blower? How often are they just not doing the right things? habitually and so it lends itself to more moisture forming okay let's do some more fun ones here's another fun one how about a person who hasn't properly set up their instrument so their instrument is poorly maintained and inefficient do you think that and this is for everybody but would a poorly maintained inefficient instrument that requires a lot more air just to keep it going than someone else's pipe which bagpipe do you think will accumulate more moisture than the other yeah cer certainly that'll make a big difference surely it seems like it must that if yeah. you have a lot more of the, even though the air is the same level of humidity if you have a lot more of it going through one set versus the other over a period of time 
No, so if the humidity was the same, then the moisture accumulation would theoretically be the same, okay? However, if, you, if your bagpipes take way more air, that means the rate of, humid, the rate of moisture inside, increasing inside your bag. I'm just trying to keep terms really simple. But like the humidity mm -hmm. level inside your bag is going to increase, I'm thinking. This is just me speculating, everybody. Maybe I'm wrong about this. But when your reeds are harder, the rate of humidity and temperature is going to go up way faster inside your bag, right? I see. So you, yeah. you're going you're gonna to accumulate condensation way sooner than the guy yeah. who has a really efficiently well set up bagpipe, right? So rather than what I was saying was more like it, it'll end up more humid in there, that's not the case. And, They'll end up the same level of humidity, but it's that you're going to get there way further, way faster yeah. than the guy next to you. Exactly. I see. The, and therefore, and therefore, if there are cool surfaces inside your pipes, they're going to accumulate condensation far sooner than mm. the player with the well-maintained bagpipe. Yeah. It seems now it just seems to me like it and then he and then now let's just go with some anecdotes. Is mm -hmm. the super is the guy whose bagpipes get super soaking wet? Does he to you to be a person who religiously maintains their instrument and strives for great efficiency all the time? Or is the wet blower does the wet blower is it always the guy or gal who's just aloof and not fully with the program? And those are the people who end up with tons and tons of moisture. Or very new as well. It's often a new sure. player thing. Yeah. Yep. And you said it earlier. You said, oh, it's always the kids. Yeah, because as a kid, you don't care about any of that crap. Yeah. And when a kid, it's like uh, young people at the CrossFit gym, right? Like they're doing whatever they want with their diet. <laughs> right. Know, they're not worried Stupid about that. Stupid kids. <laughs> Stupid kids. No, but, but that's what I would have been when I played in SFU. I would have been just a hot shot kid for starters. And then yeah. now that I'm old and I definitely care about maintenance and I hate the idea of ever playing a bagpipe that's not like as efficient as I can possibly make it. But that's also going to have an impact on how much, how quote unquote wet my blowing is. But can you see everyone's blowing, I think, is for all intents and purposes the same. Now, maybe there are slight differences. Maybe people who are smokers are slightly different than people who aren't. Maybe. But I would, would want to get rid of all of these other potentially really confounding variables before I worried about how wet a blower I was. And instead, we just want to get on the good bagpiping habits and we want to figure out how to manage that. Because if there are any differences between the wetness of my blowing versus Jim's, can I just ask another question? Mm -hmm. Who cares? What are you supposed to do about it? Am I supposed yeah. to make Jim a wetter or drier blower or something? No. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you have to do all this stuff anyway to try to manage it, even if it is true. So even if it is true, I'm like, who cares if it's true or not? But anyway, yeah. but a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm just a wet blower. No, you're not just a wet blower. Even if you are, which I don't think you are, but even if you are, then what do you have to do? I think some of the stuff we've already talked about, storage practices, thinking about that a little bit better, and then good maintenance habits, thinking about that a little bit better. Here's another one we get a lot, which is if you store your pipes in the cold, all right, and you start to play them, with the stocks and everything left over cold from how you stored them. Or if you keep them on the floor of your car or in the trunk on the way to band practice and they get cold, if you just take your pipes out and start to play them, that coldness of those surfaces is going to begin to form condensation almost instantly as soon as you begin to play right. just because hashtag science, 
right? When we say warm them up, sometimes it's literally warm them up, let them get well, warm. And let, let your bagpipes come up to room temperature before you begin to play, especially yeah. like in the winter time, right? Let them come up to temperature, let everything acclimatize. And then just as when you get warmed up, just warm up, like play for two minutes and then take a break and then two minutes and then take a break and then maybe five minutes and then take a break, but nothing crazy because we want to let the surfaces in the bag come up to temperature without already having condensation on them far too early in the process. Yeah. Tell me. Those are just things to think about. And I don't think there are significant differences in the humidity of people's breath, individual to individual. There are differences, but not significant ones is my. It makes sense to me. And I cu I'm curious if feel free to push back against this idea if it doesn't seem like the case to you, but it seems to me like a very understandable conflation in our imaginations, in our minds is happening at the point of our mouths. Right. Because, and for two reasons, I guess, because number one, I think a lot of us who think that we are wet blowers, we're actually not getting a very clear view of what's going on inside of our bagpipes. Instead, we're assuming that what's happening at the point of where our lips are matches what's inside of our bagpipes. Right. And often, especially if, like you mentioned, our pipes aren't set up to be like efficient and so pretty comparatively easy to play. And if we are either out of practice or just very new to the instrument, because of lip fatigue, we might lose the seal on our practice chanter or our blowpipe more quickly than our fellows in the band circle. And because of everything else being complicated and difficult, we might be focusing on a lot of other things that make it so we end up, we end up losing some spittle around our mouths. But like you mentioned at the beginning, if spit comes from glands that are like here under my tongue, but the air going in my bag comes from my lungs. If those were coming out two separate tubes, it'd be easy for my brain to think, oh, those are two different things, but right. they meet right here. And so it's very, yeah. unless I'm thinking about it carefully, it's very easy for me to conflate the two things, the spit from down here in the air. And so then whatever happens at my blowpipe, I assume it's the same inside my bag. Right. You shouldn't be getting too much spit in your blowpipe by the time you're an experienced player anyway. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. It's just not, it's just not a great explanation for what's going on. Like even if spit gets in there, it's not, most people have water tubes anyway. So the spit would just get caught in the tube mm. and there's too much, and there's just too much evidence for the fact that when it's hot and humid and something cold shows up, condensation forms on it. Like condensation on my drone reed looks suspiciously exactly the same as condensation on a glass on a hot mm. day. It's like it yeah. forms those little beads, you know, right? It forms those little beads and they look the same and they form in like little patchy regions, just like they would on a drone reed. And it's just like, come on now it's condensation. And then it's oh, okay. How does condensation form? Oh, it's like a cold object in a hot and humid environment. That makes perfect sense. And that's what it is, which by the way, you could, just going back to th something I missed. If you play a super hard read, you'll form more condensation than someone who doesn't all other things being equal for the same reasons we talked about before. Right? So you have to crank a lot more air per minute. Let's say a lot more air mm -hmm. per minute has to go through those pipes to keep them going relative to someone playing an easier read. And so the temperature and humidity inside the bag is going to increase far more quickly than someone playing an easy read. And so it increases far more quickly 
the surfaces of the air are not going to warm up fast enough to compensate. So you're going to get a lot of condensation. Now here's one. Oh, I guess I'll leave his name out of the discussion. Just an abundance of caution that maybe they don't want to be associated with this internet breaking thing. But there's a very famous piper I know who definitely thinks that he's an extremely dry blower, right? And this person would definitely, if you took his experience and put it up against mine, would have way more. So you, you definitely have to take that seriously. Okay, this person thinks that he's a dry blower. And you want to take that very seriously. So what would cause someone to feel that way? Is his air actually drier than other people's air? Mm. That's where it starts to get interesting, right? That's where these conversations can break the dojo discord channel because mm. this person, you really want to listen to what they have to say. So yeah. are they really a dry blower or are there things that they are doing differently than others relative to others? Is it possible this person just has far better maintenance habits? Is it possible? Mm. Yeah, it's possible. Is it possible that this person is in these situations when he's extremely dry in the blowing? Is it possible that they're not playing as, as much? Is it possible they're storing their pipes differently than others just like habitually? Is it possible that the reed's easier? Is it possible that, I don't know, what are some of the other possibilities? But all of those factors taken together can definitely, it's very, it would be very understandable why an impression would form that one person is a drier versus wetter blower yeah. because all those variables are so different for every other person that person is playing with you play with them for an hour and look around and go my pipes are still going great but there's condensation happening in in a problematic way for several other people yeah. they blow wet i blow dry and this person's been playing so long and has collected data over so many years that like it's just got to be true right that he's just a drier blower than other people. But is it possible that there could be like things they do differently across decades than others? Yeah. Yeah. Is it possible? I don't know. So anyway, it definitely makes me wonder if I'm right about this. And like I said at the beginning, my disclaimer at the beginning, still true. Like when I, if I can see the data that su such and such a person is actually expelling air that's significantly drier than others. Okay. Like now we got to change. Now we got to change our thinking on this. But so far I remain pretty skeptical. And here's the last thing I'll say on this. If you're a beginner or an intermediate, I would definitely encourage you to throw out all of those ideas that you might be a wet versus a dry blower. And that should, that should like inform certain decisions that you have about how you set up your instrument and anything like that. Like we, like everybody should be going with that simple setup. We should be learning to do the right things. This is straight out of the dojo playbook, simple setup. Okay. And let's learn about how the bagpipe works. Let's learn about getting that efficiency, right? Let's learn about picking the right chanter read. Let's learn to not spit a whole bunch in the blowpipe. Oh wait, never mind. We don't have to really worry about that. And then what are some other things that we maybe discussed today? Oh yeah. Proper storage techniques. Let's play a super simple bagpipe and get to know all these simple principles and just get everything going the way that we need to go there. Okay. And not worry. If you get wetter than someone else, when you play, start by assuming it's those simple reasons and not some bizarre science, scientific genetic anomaly. Mm. So there you go. Sorry, internet. We may have just broken the internet there, Jim.
But, it's going to uh, be a good one. I think you I re- handled I it really well. I think it's going to go well. So like these players that are dryer blowers, like I have nothing but respect for these players and the way that they think about things. But I remain super skeptical. I just do. There it is.